Welcome to the Countdown Podcast. We're going to review Stranger Things Season 4 for you. My name's Wayne. And my name is Paul. Strange to it then for this massive behemoth undertaking that was Season 4 of the Netflix phenomenon Stranger Things. It is written, created by the Duffer Brothers. Stars, of course, Winona Ryder, David Harbour, Finn Wolfhard, Billy Bobby Brown, Gaten Matazaro, Caleb McLaughlin, Natalie Dyer. Look, all the people you know. Those folks. Yeah, and including some returning people from uh, previous seasons that we'll get into in probably the spoiler section. I think, so. I think just in case you haven't watched a single episode of this. Seven episodes originally released sort of at the arse end of, I think, May. And then the last two episodes released on July 1st, just a few days ago at time of recording. Wayne, what do you reckon the budget was for this nine episode, 13 hour... 13 hours, was it? All up, give or take season of Stranger Things, given that no other season had gone beyond, beyond nine hours. Well, first of all, this is so, it's 13 hours. So if you're shooting a 13-hour movie, which I know they're not, how about 180? You're not that far out. $270 million. Oh, that's all, yeah, because you know, it's 13 hours, bro. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's, you know, I think we'll get into it, but there's some technical stuff here that's very, very good in this TV show. I, I mean, it looks very good I for agree. It. Looks very glossy, and I wonder how it would stand up on a big cinema screen. But that's beside the by. Wayne, what is Stranger Things season four about? Okay, it's been eight months since the Battle of Starcourt, which brought a whole bunch of shit to Hawkins, and everyone is kind of struggling with the aftermath. And the, there's there's little murders that well, little murders that are happening, <laughs> odd looking murders, and the group, sometimes murders sometimes aren't as big as others. Murders, you know, no, these are actually pretty big murders because people are having their limbs broken and shit. Uh, so if for the first time, this group of friends are, the, are separated and they're navigating the complexities of high school hasn't made things easier. So in this most vulnerable time, a new and horrifying supernatural threat surfaces, which they call Vecna, and it presents a gruesome mystery that, if solved, might finally put an end to the horrors of the Upside Down. But of course, we don't know until we watch it all. Yeah, that is true. And uh, I guess you could summarize the entire plot of Stranger Things Season 4 with a Wayneism. I stand resolute, motherfucker! <laughs> By what do you mean? <laughs> well, the residents of Hawkins stand oh, resolute. Oh, I see. Yes, yes, yes. It's about, yeah, stiff upper lips everywhere here, everyone. All right, well, this there's a lot to cover here. So we're going to give, I just want to get literally, Wayne, let's just do two minutes. Mm. All right, so one minute you, one minute me of our general thoughts of Stranger Things without a single spoiler, not even a plot beat in episode one or two in case there's anybody who's coming to this. But then, then we're going to hit the spoiler button and we're going to spoil it right the way up to the very last moment of season four, episode nine. So you have been well warned, Wayne. That's right. What are your general impressions of this season? Cool. Now, when you before I started watching this, I remember Paul saying, "You know that each season or episodes are really long. A lot of some of them are shorter than others, but there's like a fucking ninety minute episode and whatever." And this and there that. was a two hour and twenty two, two hour twenty the longest episode from what I understand of a television show in history. Oh wow! It doesn't yeah. And so I that actually put me right off. I was like, mm, and I didn't watch it for a while. But then when I got into it, I was I think about the halfway mark. I went, you know what? I don't mind the length of this thing. This is good. This show and this season is good. I, I was interested the whole time. They jump around oh, a lot. They? And there's about four clean plot lines happening sort of. At least. Yeah, at least, right? And each time it switches to, because that's what gives me the shits about a lot of these things. When it switches, it's, oh man, I was just getting into that storyline. But every time it moved to one plotline or one thing, or what, I was like, no, I'm interested in this one too. Tell me what's going on here. Tell me what's going on here. More often than not. So... I think, if I'm looking completely objective at this, because I fucking forgot everything about Hate Stranger Things, I had to check out one of them like recap Summary. videos. Yeah, it's been a good three years. It's been a long time. Like, what are these, who's this guy again and what sort of thing? So I had to do all of that. And given that I'm going in not cold, but kind of cold, 
I'm like, I'm still interested in this show, so I think it's still a quality production, and I actually am well behind it. I think this Stranger Things is a really good show, and this season was also very good. Okay. I probably enjoyed the mallness of the previous season season's a three. bit more. This yeah. one is definitely a bit, I don't want to say it's harsher, but it's, uh, the, yeah, it's the, 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 the relationships that I liked from the last season are different this time between mm-hmm. the characters, and I probably liked those last time a bit more. But as a rule, this is a good show. Good to great. I would say. Okay. I don't disagree. I think this show is good. Yeah. I don't think season four is as strong as a lot of people are making out because Mm -hmm. there is a lot of flotsam here. You cannot convince me in any way, shape or form that all 13 hours of this was necessary. No. uh, They absolutely hang on scenes too long. They absolutely do give too much credence to certain tangential storylines, which we'll get into in spoilers. Had they been less is more in this approach and kept it closer, maybe not nine, because I understand there was too much to co- cover here, mm. but more along the lines of 11, 11 and a half hours, I think the show could have been truly great. That's the, my general rule. Gen- general big caveat about the show is it's too long. And I'm sorry, I know that people are going to go, oh, that's fucking Paul being, no, it's too long. No, it's a two and a half hour episode is a movie, all yeah. right? And it's a long movie too. I agree. It took a long time to end as well. I think there was a lot oh, of... Oh, there's Return of the King. A Return of the, the King way. City. Motherfucker, right? we'll it's like, yes, for spoilers. There. That said, this is a technically excellent show. Mm. As much as I'm complaining about the lack of editing because I think the Duffer Brothers have too much power now because they have this juggernaut. And oh, no one, yeah. No one can touch their little pretty thing. Scorsese syndrome. You know, Absolutely. I think Stephen King syndrome too. Oh, really? yeah, yeah, you're right. Scorsese is more relevant yeah. to this medium. But I think the editing did a top-notch job of jumping between them, particularly in those last couple of episodes to show where everyone was. I would agree. And we're interspersing the action or not from various threads perfectly. Very good. I think special effects are generally excellent on this show. Performances are all, for the most part, really good. The new characters that came in, one of which is excellent, one of which is a fucking pain in the ass, but we'll come to that as well. I will be intrigued to see which one is which. <laughs> so overall... I liked the season. I don't think I liked it as much as the seasons that came before it, which puts me at odds with just about everybody. I reckon the length of it is what's pissing you off. Yeah, if it, that's if it the went major. 10, 11 hours, I reckon you'd be happy about it. That's the major it. concern Agreed. that I have because there was undoubtedly times where it was really boring. Did it reach a really good point? Did, it, did the arcs that it set up pay off well in most cases? Yes. So was I satisfied? Yes. Is it a good show? Yes. Will I watch season five with fucking bells on? Yeah? So, yeah. Okay, you're right. I think it took like their build-up was a little too build up Okay, I'm sitting there going, I know what's going on here. I know you're building tension, but it's going a little long for yeah. me. So that's the only problem I have with it. But yes, overall, very good. Agreed. All right, that's our general thoughts. A little bit more than two minutes, but I think we've been very good at steering clear of spoilers. That will not be the case on the other side of Jack. You can't handle the truth. All right, the truth, as we've discussed, is maybe a little long, but still a good show. Stranger Things Season 4, Wayne, and now carte blanche, we will spoil everything up to and including the final moments. You Excellent. have been my, warned. My notes are written per episode. Be okay like that? Wow, please. I, I cool. was not so organized. <laughs> That's all right. It's only because as I, as, I, as I watch them, I sit there writing shit down. Well, let's go back to season the first episode of Season 4 then. And we knew it was a big slog. Seven episodes released in this first part of mm. Season 4. Which what is it, odd, by the way. Seven episodes. Big credit to our, our friends Dan and Caleb over at Netflix and Swill Podcast. They they floated this year, or Dan did, and I, I think I subscribed to it. Mm. May 27th, seven episodes. July 1st, two episodes. That's more than a month apart. 
You can't watch this show without letting your Netflix subscription go more than a month. Oh, very clever. Yeah. Very clever. Business decision. Mm-hmm. And they are losing people. So Yes, I think that was oh, all very strategically designed. Too. Very clever. I actually kind of like that. Okay, cool. My first note for episode one is, damn, Dustin got heavy. <laughs> so, you know, what happens is you're a, ch- you're a child star. You're such a bitch. <laughs> I am such a bitch, but you're a child star. <laughs> well, I think what happened here is that, you know, you came from obscurity, then you became a pretty famous dude with a lisp, and uh, you like to eat now. So I think... Or Glenn, whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, whatever his name Hot is. Name. Um, look, I think um, easing back into the show... And the ramping up of checking in with each character, which is pretty you know, standard for a thing like this yes, after three years yeah. or whatever. Or oh, eight months. I oh, three years of real three, time. Exactly. Which, of course, is a thing, which I'm just overlooking. Some of these kids now look fucking 25. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Steve in real life is close to 30. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in Greece fucking phenomenon oh, now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, he looks enough like his other character that I'm like, whatever. But there's no way that some of these kids... Are sixteen or sorry, are, are thirteen or fourteen, whatever the fuck they're meant they to be. They're not even now. acting like they're that no. age. Do you know what I mean? So I, I think that what was interesting about this first episode is the idea that um, fucking Lucas, that, Lucas is which one? Lucas, Lucas is the African American dude who's playing with the flat the, top. Yeah, yeah, with the kid and play bloody haircut. Kid and play like a motherfucker. Yeah. And is dominating. Well, dominates on the net on the netball court on the basketball court. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, holy shit, he is a proper man now. Yeah. They're all, well, actually, to be fair, uh, maybe, no. Uh, yeah. I, I think, think the other one is also Will. Will suddenly, even though I gave him a shit ass, as David Powell, Patrick Extraordinaire, pointed out, Rowan Atkinson haircut from Blackadder. Dude, everyone's hair fucking blows uh, in this movie. It's how dope. did anybody get laid in the 80s? That was a question I asked my wife at some point. Uh, even the attractive people in the show all have ridiculous fucking hair and terrible fashion. Have you seen the Flock of Seagulls haircut? Oh my god. People used to walk around like that. But having said that, Paul, not seven to ten years ago, the Justin Bieber forward suede head <laughs> thing was a thing and everyone had it. So I, you know what? I have zero doubt 40 years from now people will look back on this time and go, what the fuck were they thinking? But right, I genuinely, even the 70s, which I hate that era for fashion has some charm to it, but this is just fucking the awful. The 70s is out. The 70s is look at my flares, look yes. at the colours, look yes. at the long hair. So it sort of owns its own look. The 80s also did that, but in a very mod way where things were like jagged and shit like yeah, that. It was shit. At- yeah, ripped shit. It was like for its Denim own purpose. Jacket. I still think it had more flair than the 90s, which is the ugliest oh, okay. period well, we in haven't fashion. Got, we might get there for season five. Oh, I'm know. hoping. I'm hoping for like a massive David Byrne massive suit. But anyway, um, as I was saying though... <laughs> <laughs> So sorry. <laughs> uh, I think out of this episode here, the big revelation that I was like, "Ooh, look at this shit!" was the idea that L killed everyone. You know what? I never believed that. Not for a second. Really? That that was to me the complete bait and switch of the show, and I knew that was going to be the case. There's no way this this. But didn't L? Am I misunderstanding it? Did L in the first when she was young, before like Papa yeah. or whatever, when in the first iteration when she's depicted as a younger girl? Yeah. She did kill everyone in the facility. No. No? It was, Ve- it was Vecna. Oh, but it was presented as though she did it. it well, it was from her point of view and, <sighs> and edited in such a way that she's got flashback memories that there. we're not sure what's going on. I thought it happened two times. I thought there were two separate events no. where like, she killed no. and then she killed again. No. It was Vecna. Yeah. All right, now it makes a bit Sorry. more sense. <laughs> Henry. Henry, as Henry, in, yes. Henry, yes. Number one, if you will. Okay. All right. So that makes a bit more sense. <laughs> because like, he's like, what have you done? If I was still on the you're, you're the best, I would press that button again. <laughs> Or how about this one? Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Well, I will tell you this, though. I actually did find it a bit confusing. Now, I know I'm not a fucking intellectual giant, but I was looking at... I was looking, <laughs> whoa, 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 hold on. Well, I was watching the show going, 
even even like when the, like the the plan towards the end, right? Which we'll get to. But I didn't quite get it. I know that these people are trying to kill this Moscow chapter of the of the of the animal, and that will somehow help the guys. In- that was very tangential. I was simply going. That was what, what I was mentioning in my. Like, yeah, they made one throwaway line. <gasps> Well, that means if we kill the demogorgon, it might hurt them. What's ha- what's chasing our kids back in America, yeah, and we exactly, can have an impact on this. Exactly. And I'm like, uh huh. This is your justification for spending fucking three hours ish on this storyline. Not a rock solid plan. No, I mean, and I know it was the '80s, but can you not make a phone call, mate? I mean, like, I know apparently you can't because you got to wait well, for an it, operator. To and do then for the KGB you. are listening in. And yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, but yeah, that was. Oh well, look, I was surprised. Not to jump too far ahead, but I was surprised they spent so much time in Siberia. I'll, we'll get to it in a minute. We'll get to it in a minute, but. Okay, so uh, the, the I think maybe that's how we should do this. Actually, yeah. now I'm thinking about it because if we run through every note, we're yeah. going to be here for four and a half you're right, hours. You're right. You're right. So right. how about we run it by plot line? Cool. So I think there were four major plot lines, really, sure. through, as you mentioned in the summary. So let's let's do the Siberian one. Okay, let's the, do the Siberian one. So Hopper, we knew he wasn't dead. The implication, the heavy at the end From of season last, three, yep. was he's alive. I think the show would be a much better show if we didn't. If Hopper had have died, sacrificed himself at that point in time, yeah, but and it's we. You. <laughs> And we gave Joyce and Murray something else to do among the the major plot lines. This show would have been A, tighter and B, better as far as I'm concerned. And it would have had some stakes because now we know they're prepared to kill anyone off on this show. Holy shit. (gasps) They could do this. Uh, Whereas at where we stand at the end of this season, once again, Stranger Things shows us zero balls. We kill off the new character only and Papa, who we thought was dead at the end of season one. Well, that was big. Papa going down is big, right? But who cares? Well, but so Eddie dies. The bit of a new fan favorite after Mm. a very rocky start in episode one, where it was this really antagonistic DM who's full of anger issues. Yep. After that, (laughs) endeared himself to us makes a relatively futile, stupid final stand against thousands of demon bats. That was weird. And like, it's goes like, down swinging, literally, and dies in Dustin's that arms. That was just so that someone could take the rap for all the murders in the real world. Well, this is my this is one of my issues with the show. Yeah, yeah. There's a certain section of the internet out there, the rabid fan base of Stranger Things, which is saying basically justice for Eddie in a way they would say more than justice for Barb. Oh, my because God. Because Eddie, the only person who acknowledges his passing is Dustin crying with his uncle. None of the other regular characters even asked the question. That's true. And they knew that he was innocent. Yes. It's not like the rest of Because the whole town hates him because he thinks yep. he's one of them. So that makes sense. But yeah, you're right. But then again, they had... I mean, if you've got 13 hours for a show, make it 13 hours or one minute for them to be... Eddie's gone. Oh my god! This is one. This is the thing, right? You, the, I think they were going. Hey, have we have we delved into that enough? No, but this fucking show is thirteen hours. So how about fuck off, right? Well, I know it doesn't quite work. I know it doesn't quite work. Anyway, I've jumped ahead. No, but back to back, back to, to Siberia. Siberia. Now with Hopper, you mentioned Hopper, okay? Yep. I wrote a note here, which is like, is Hopper failing to escape again? Like, cause the whole uh-huh. fucking show, he tries these really like, oh, here's here's his moment. He's gonna bust everyone's ass. Nope, gets thrown back in the slammer. Gets thrown back here's three an- times. Here's another idea for how the show could be better. Yeah. Instead of having faux fucking ridiculous Hopper escapes, mm-hmm. why not leave his fate as ambiguous for four or five episodes and then reintroduce him? Probably but then because we he's the get- most expensive stuff. Cast mm-hmm. <laughs> No, we're not a writer, probably. Oh, yeah, we're but not. then we couldn't get Joyce and Murray to him in that time, possibly. Well, once I've discovered, I guess, probably not till the sixth episode, that, oh, they're never leaving Siberia, right? Because the whole time you're waiting for him to get back to Hawkins, right? Or or them to get back to Hawkins, dude. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I say right a lot, everyone. <laughs> it was pissing me off because... He's, he keeps failing to escape, and then it became boring because, oh, he's going to fail again. The only good thing about that was 
the introduction of the other new character, the Russian guard, who I thought the whole way through was was going to turn coat, turn coat, and sell him out. But turns out he's an honourable bloke who's trying yeah. to get a guy out and whatever else. Yes, yeah. because he recognises the threat that the upside, which is a great reveal, I think, hmm. of his character motivations. Yes, I want him out, but not because I care about Americans, but because I know that whatever's going to consume the world. America is going to get to our motherland. Exactly. Great character moment, really underplayed in the show. So I like that guy and I hope he's in season five. Absolutely. And can I say I love Murray? Murray really went from strength to strength this season. He yeah. was it was a notable season three. He saved the asses lots of times because yeah, he could speak Russian. And, yeah, yeah the, fl- the speaking Russian. Great character. Very silly moments, but that's okay. We're bringing some levity to the show. I thought it was, yeah, exactly. Like the fight with the other dude on the, I can't remember the guy's name, the pilot, the Russian pilot on the, oh, yeah, on the yeah. ship where he's yep. using his, his martial arts skills. That's right. And he actually <laughs> did it. I was like, oh, we actually can fight a little. But they were, that was cool. So I think... But yeah, but that whole thing though, it's a lot of time just to wind up with, well, if we damage the Demogorgons, they have a link back to the Upside Down, which will somehow impact on Vesna, Vec- Vecna and detrimentally impact on which they all edit together in that final episode. Okay. Yeah. But not good enough. Too much time. You're right. Maybe you're right. They could have saved a few hours by mm-hmm. giving it like not so much coverage at the beginning. Yep. Although you are sitting there as a viewer going, where the fuck is Hopper? But that that's wouldn't that be good rather than just giving you the answer immediately? It is good, but it would have you know, a little, in, a little bit of uh, teasing doesn't go astray in a TV show. Well apparently uh to divert it for the event uh endgame or was it Infinity War? They were not going to have Captain America in it until the very, very end. And then they looked at it and said, "What are we doing? People need to see Captain America." So they made him. They Maybe. introduced him earlier. I think it's that. This kind is of a, thing. well. You said that uh, Glenn Montezaro, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. was was heavy the whole way through. I'm going. Hopper's lost weight. Hopper's- David Harbour's lost a lot of weight. And then they finally revealed him in that second, I think, second last, last episode, whichever one it was. He said, I have to lose weight. And, and it, yeah, I was eating maggots and bread and, yeah. and, and water this whole time. And he's felt, man. No, David Hopper's has been fat the whole time. David Harbour. Harbour, yeah. sorry. He's, he's, um, he was fat as Hellboy. So, yes. uh, I think he's gone well enough at this. I think I think I might be sexy now. I think I think because I was always he gets the his fat shirt off for, for the eventual conjoining. Yeah, with yeah. all the whip marks and whatever else mm. is going on. Even that, that made him cool because he he was really tough in this episode and he was lean to sort of mm-hmm. sell that. So I think that was cool. I'll tell you what was a pint head of mine in that last episode or the last one of the last two episodes. There's a scene where one of the Demogorgon thingies is up against all these Russian soldiers. All of them firing thousands of bullets. Thousands around. Doesn't do anything. Empty cl- and then Hopper, Hopper with his shit. pissy little 7.62 or whatever, walks in and goes, bang, bang, and then takes it out. Now, what's that? I did wonder about that as well. And I also wondered later on, and I know it had been burnt by Murray at that point in time, the, the, the big Demogorgon, he's just firing AK-47 bullets one at a time until it, until it runs dry and the bullets are impacting on it. And you see the blood. And yeah, it's, it's, doing yeah this. it's getting hit. Yet... Four dudes firing fully automatic fire into the same demogorgon. It, it 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 was slowed down, but there was no impact on it. It didn't stop. But David Harbour nailed the one that was tied down yes. with one round in its head, Agreed. and they were definitely hitting the other one in its head. I, so I that's said the same ag- absolute thing. So so it's plot it's armor. Not, it's yeah, it's a bit shit. No, that was actually I was sitting there. This is bullshit. That, that type of thing pisses me off and can ruin a whole show for me. So you know, but all right, that, let's leave that storyline. Other than to say, on. how great was the. Hopper decapitated Demogorgon moment. With the sword? With the sword. That was cool when he slides down, takes out an arm, then this, this, yep. this. That was cool. And those looked great. And oh, that's why this that is effect good... looked they looked really good. There were some Demogorgon moments that didn't look so good, but they really spent the money on that scene because of course it's pivotal. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked Winona Ryder better this season, I would say, because well, she didn't have a lot to do. She was just like harrowed the first season and Well, she wasn't so 
sort of like, was oh sort my of God, manic. helpless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. panicked all the time. She was determined to get him back. Yeah, she had agency this time. Different. Yes. That's right. And she was actually not instrumental, but was an Good important Good decision about her and, and Murray together, I think. Agreed. Joyce and Murray. They, they bounce off each other well. Yeah, totally. All right, so that's that storyline. Let's move on to the other, I think, superfluous storyline, which really spun its wheels a lot. You're talking about Steve and the girl? No. No, okay. Well, that's not a storyline. That's part of Hawkins. Part of Hawkins, yeah, okay. We'll come back to that. Go on, go on. I am talking about the California storyline, which once Elle goes away and becomes the fourth storyline, what's left there is, so the older brother, Will, Mm -hmm. Mike... Oh, you're talking about the pizza van? Yes. yes. And Argyle, the new character, who is terrible. I'm sorry. That dude is, was in a... fucking annoying. He's been in a couple of movies. He's, uh, he's, his role, he's in, in very his, McLovin tradition. His whole role... He will be the stoner in every movie now. Yes, is to talk about being stoned, jerking off, and then to provide salt for a sensory deprivation home improvement tank. Yes. That's it. <laughs> and they let him live? Well, what's going on here, Paul, is... I don't know if it's a cultural diversity situation or not, but like this guy here, his whole shtick, and we, when you've got hair like that and you choose to talk like, hey, my dude, hey, my dude, hey, my dude. Again, we could have got rid of him altogether and just had the brother be working for that pizza place. And there, there are ways to make this more concise and he's, better. He's comedy relief. Right? He wasn't funny. No, he wasn't. He was fucking annoying. He was annoying. And also, he was he didn't have... A lot of ability, like it's not like oh, this guy has a has a special skill. No, that, that turns his, his out. special skill was knowing where works. there was salt. Exactly, <laughs> which is a really tough one. It's like, can't you guys just fucking yeah. just go buy a shit ton of salt? All right, just fucking do that. You went to the shops, just do that, right? So, <laughs> what I will say about that that whole sequence, though, it mm. did contain arguably the best sequence of the entire series. No, second best. Which one at the moment? And that was when the out of nowhere, seemingly the military sent in agents to kill. All the kids. And we had this awesome one shot where oh, yeah. one of the uh, Paul Rises agents, Sam, mm-hmm. I think his name is, was shot at the front door. Although yep. he leaves and later on is tortured and gives away Elle's position. Mm-hmm. And then the the what is century deprivation tank in yep. that whole area's position. The other guy, he's just suddenly turns from this fat kind of a bit overweight middle-aged dude who's just taking a paycheck. Yeah, I'll get the pizza into this fucking action hero. Yeah. And saves all the kids and they all get out the door and into Argyle's van and drive away in this awesome one shot where it's in that house and it's Oh, these are these are the um the FB or whatever yeah. the, the the guys in suits the That was wicked, dude. That was. That's where the, the show I think it was episode four. Because all of a remember? sudden he was a hero. He came alive. Yeah, he took bullets for them. He's yep. like, get and over he, here, and he dies, Nina. And, yeah. And then they work out that where he was giving them the location. Good stuff. That was like, really up good. Up until then, I have to say, I was like, oh come on. Do I really care that Elle doesn't fit in? Big shock, she doesn't fit All in. All right, let's talk about that. All right, now back to Elle storyline. Back to Elle yep. storyline. Now this whole mustache twirling, evil high school kid oh, is gosh. very one dimensional, and I hate it when that yeah. happens. I'm like, this isn't how this stuff actually works. Like, and the girls. Do you remember so, anyone? Do you remember? We were in. We we're just a little bit older than the way these kids mm-hmm. are. Yep. Older? Yes, just a little bit yeah, older, a bit older than the kids are depicted here. Uh, I, I don't remember in the late '80s anyone being a mustache twirling villain like. Like you say, no. these kids were. And there were assholes at school and there were bullies at school, yeah, yeah. but not like this. Not where they're all standing around. <laughs> yeah, that. That's actually ridiculous. Although that did happen to one girl in our high school. We'll talk about it later. But it, Megan King. Uh, remember that? Yeah, but it's not like Elle is her. Do you know what I mean? Like this whole thing where they persecuted her at every opportunity. <laughs> Which is said her last name. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. She's probably married, but she's not. Uh, so it's like... <laughs> She she was clearly she had some issues yeah 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 and but that's how, how horrible 
and kids can be managed to slit her own wrist with by accident on a ice ring. Smashed him. Yeah, yep. that was that was tough. We had an interesting childhood, everyone. Uh, so, but that again, but even, no one mocked her for that. We were all horrified. No, we were all horrified. Whereas, yeah. when this the way this works, yeah, you on the ice die ring, and they'd laugh at you. Yes, yeah, and that's why. And her finally hitting that girl in the face with the roller blade or whatever. And it just wasn't the, uh, what, the ice, ice was it ice an ice skate? skate? Yeah, yeah. Oh fucked, no, you're right. It was, was rollers. Yeah. yeah, it fucked her whole head up. And then and then mad about you goes. Oh, we'll just make that go away. You know, Paul Reiser's like, <laughs> no, <"Nah, I> don't. <laughs> <want> you, <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, okay, don't worry about it. But and but I did like that was a very nice moment. I was sitting there, like, good, fuck that girl up. Because, yeah, I almost know. wish that somehow, and it couldn't happen because they're in California or whatever. Yeah, she was killed in the Hawkins. You know, bullies. I think that's just their fate. Yeah, kill them, kill them all. <laughs> So the L gets back and gets in with Papa and, and Paul Reiser's character and sort of the hierarchies established there and they mm-hmm. open up a powers with all the flashbacks there and, and it all culminates in, in episode seven's finale where so Henry, who was Freddy Krueger's son, if you didn't oh, realize that was, was Freddy Krueger, because the Nightmare on Elm Street illusions in this ep- in this season are huge. Didn't notice even one, but that's not a surprise. Well, comes into your dreams, you go into a trance-like state, and you witness all these things that relate that to your you trauma. It, now that you mention it, absolutely. And then they cast Freddy Krueger as his dad, who's blinded himself, and he's in the in the prison, and where the girls go to visit him to find out what happened. Robert Englund. Yeah. Oh, that was Robert yes, Englund. You course, didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. So they're really hard, doubling down hard on this. Okay. That was kind of cool. That's fine. That's good. And yeah, this is a more brutal season to have these three kids and eventually Max elevated into the air and legs snapping and eyes being sucked back into their head to represent them. They're in, being entirely consumed by Vecna slash Henry. That was big. one. For Max to actually have a crack, 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 crack. Yeah. I didn't expect that to happen. And actually, I was sitting there going, because I, I thought she died because she was in, in. Well, she did. She Which did, is right? Why? And then, and the then four sacrifice happened, the four splits happened, and the upside down comes into the real world, setting up season five. So she died and came back. She's still in a well, coma. Well, L brought her back, right? Yes. Yeah. So that was uh, and, and and yeah, okay. And so that was I was sitting there going, "Ooh, she died. Paul will be happy." And then, well, I would have been to be honest, because we finally back. showed some balls and killed a well, main character. Well, at least character. they put her in a coma. She's not back completely. Uh, whatever. She's She'll be back up. for season five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's no, been, we're she's not going to open season five with Max died and never see her again. Makes no sense narratively. Yeah, I suppose you're right. That whole thing where, by the way, again, I was confused about this. Like, I was sitting there watching the the whole, I will tell you this, the whole, we're going to go into whatever the upside down is, and then we're going to find the house, and then, then, then there's another in the reality, everyone's in the original the house. storyline, yeah, the last storyline. But I'll just say that, it, well, generally, I'll say the confluence of all the plans at the end did not make 100% not sense to me. I understood what they're trying to say, but I'm like, this is a bit sketchy the way you're putting it together. Just like, you know, Russia. Well, that's the only way that Russia can be justified. Yeah, that's what it was. And I was sitting there going, I mean, I don't think it was poorly done, but I remember going, I'm going to need a refresher on this and this to see why that matters. You know, so I, okay. I want to emphasize the big moment for me of mm. the entire series, even bigger than Vecna's quasi defeat okay. in episode yep. nine, yep. was where Elle stands up to Papa and says, No, I'm leaving. And I love the fact that Paul Reiser aligned with her, or Mad About You aligned with her. Yeah. But can I ask, his character, was he just left handcuffed in the bottom of this base? Because I think he survived, but we never see him again. Presumably, once he he gave up whatever he gave up, they unlocked. They didn't kill him. The the African American general, who we also didn't see die, mm. just so would, I would presume both of these characters are going to be a part of season five. No, they'd have to be. He just walks out and witnesses the carnage. But the carnage is what I want to talk about. That sequence where they conveniently pop out of whatever escape hatch, and Papa is carrying Matthew Modine's carrying L. Yeah. 
And then the sniper, they really take pains to show these two assholes because L kills them. Yes. <laughs> they have to be bad guys. Yes. Although the, the helicopter pilot was just following orders. But, uh, but the guy with the sniper rifle yeah. was relishing it. Yeah. So then she, when she brings down that helicopter with her yep. powers and there's that epic hero shot of her in the foreground. That was cool, man. That was cinema at its I was looking at it going, fuck me. Screen. That was wicked. And I actually wrote a note there saying that scene where she takes out the helicopter mm-hmm. is fucking, you're right, cinema, man. That was really, really cool. And I liked that as well. And, and the Duffer Brothers directed the last two episodes, eight and nine. I can't remember if I directed any other episodes in the season, but there's a different look to eight and nine, I would say, than most of the yeah, other episodes. It's it, better looking. It's much more grandiose. It's, there's, they've sunk a lot, I think, of the budget of this $270 million into these two episodes. It is spectacular in moments, and that's one of them. Do you know, I think that the push or the, 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 the good thing about this series, for me, is how much you watch Eleven, this little girl, going through hell to save humanity or, or the, the world or whatever yep. and how how hard it is on her and how much I feel for her. I sit there going, God, poor Elle. She has to do all this shit and she's fighting people that no one else can actually do because stuff with. Bullies she's bullies. And, and her boyfriend's like, over the other side of the country. Exactly. And she's just a little girl. Why? You know, It's so unfair. That's why I think, for me anyway, this works to actually pull at my heartstrings. I know it's a TV show and all that sort of that's shit. Fine, but, but that's fine, yeah. but the whole point. It's yeah. meant to pull you out. You're meant to feel something when you watch that, it. But, that, but I think that's the element that does it for me. It's not because I'm feeling bad for Dustin. It's not because I think Mike's got a big nose. It's not because of... <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> that kid's going to be forever gawky, by the way. <laughs> and it's not even necessarily that I feel particularly for Hopper or any of those people. It's because of Elle. And yes, she's at the center of this, so fair enough. But well, she's the main character. She's the main character. So the idea of she loses her powers and then she... That's just to give her an excuse to go back to Papa and he tries to, re, you know, whatever. And then that gives us the... Initially, I thought, yeah. to, to a little bit buy into what you're saying, I took a while to make sense of it. Initially, mm. I thought, did she create the Upside Down when she sent back oh, the, think, yeah, Henry yeah. into it? But no, it was already there. And then he tapped into this power, which he'd drawn a picture of earlier on. Which was like the spider, the spider thing, thing from the beginning, yeah. From season three. And that is cool. Two, the fact know. that it all like relates to the first season, yep. as in, well, we thought the Upside Down was just the Demogorgon, but it turns out it's this motherfucker yep. who actually cre- sort of, not created, but got there and then took it over. So that's interesting to me. And I think the, the whole thing where he's the orderly who seems to be in her corner the whole time. Right. And yeah. I'm glad you on. brought that up. Go on. I thought for the longest time this was a fight club situation where it was only her that could see him for a long time. Really? All the way up until when Papa had him tortured. Yeah, that was when... I was like, no one else is reacting to this guy. I didn't think that. No one else is reacting to him. Like, she's talking to him and having these long conversations and and he seems to talk to no one else. Like, oh, this is what they're doing here. So I was totally wrong. But I was like, clearly, that's one. I knew he was one. I didn't know he was I one. thought it was one's ghost, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Well, that's what got me. When the dude with the face, who is, I guess, Vecna or one, they called him one after a while, and then you find out sort of it was on seasons you see on his wrist the zero zero one, yep. and it was that. So I didn't, I think I was sitting there going, what's the time jump here? Did they? Now that I realized it was a flashback that everyone died in the facility, yes. now it makes sense that he was there all along. However, those, this is the thing. Elle is bullied by everyone. There's kids at school and then there's the cons at yeah, the fucking thing yep. and they're all pricks trying to fucking kill her and stuff. And then Papa is allowing that to happen presumably because he's trying to push her into whatever like yeah. strength, which is horrible. All right, And that's why... I did like the moment where he's like, you understand why I did what I did as he's dying. She just doesn't say anything. Yeah, she's like, uh, still you're a cunt. So, yep, basically, yes. that's the heavy implication. Nope, you're a prick. And then she later reiterates that to Henry slash Vecna slash one when he's got her prisoner... And you know, tentacled up. Yep. And is, he was the monster. He tortured us. He made us what we are. Yeah. 
we're not monsters. You don't yeah. have to be this way. That's right. Which of and didn't the play. thing which has its skin turned inside out and whatever else, blah, 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 goes, no, I'm a monster too. <laughs> you know, it doesn't say those words, but yeah. it might as well be. Well, that was it. When he finally gets shot, because it is big that Papa finally gets shot. Even though we discussed this, we thought he died earlier. Yes. <laughs> because when everyone was dead and faci- killed in the facility, it's like, isn't he dead as well? We saw him on the floor and there was blood everywhere, but it turns out he's the only one who made it or something. Uh, so that was kind of interesting. But when at the end they tried to play that note, it's everything I did, I did for you. I was like, uh, and she calls him Papa as well, as opposed to Kant. Well, the whole right? episode was called Papa. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's but, supposed to. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, if, if you don't like someone, you typically don't give them. Not that it's a term of endearment. That's how they know him. But I was like, oh, okay, that's. I, I did feel something. I was sitting there going, oh, okay, well, that's, you know, kind of. It's not touching, but the guy has to die at some stage. So there you go. 100% agree. Last storyline mm. Hawkins. Hawkins. Arguably, I think the most relevant and the best storyline, other than, of course, Elle comes in at the end and does her thing. Right. This is where, when we were focused on these characters that were here, I think the show was at its best. The in and out of the, of the upside down and the re- the the rents that they find in our universe to the upside down and the way they go, you know, up to literally down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But one part of that didn't sit well with go me. On, go on. Steve and Nancy. Right. Now, I didn't know what they're trying to do here because Steve and Nancy had their day in the sun in the previous seasons and now she's with the dude with the with Well, the they were hair. together when he was a typical asshole jock yep. and the show's done an excellent job of Creating making him Absolutely. arguably the best character, the most liked character yeah. in the show. Yeah. He was the jock who becomes the hero, who becomes the protector and now the show does a lot of legwork in showing that Nancy and, is it Charlie? I can't remember. I can't remember his name. Yeah, that guy with the Will's hair. older brother. Yeah. This shows you how much of an impact he was this season. Yeah, he was. He seemed almost barely in. Yeah, he was superfluous, other than his big moment where his little brother, who's gay, that was a really. Gr- I actually thought that scene where he's like, you know, you can talk to me. You haven't talked to right. me that, so because it's really hard to be gay in the eighties. Yeah, and now it's fashionable. But at so the I time. think I think it was I think it was good that they didn't just have him come out and say it then because yeah, like I say, it's the eighties, and yeah. while my brother might accept me, I'm not sure anyone else does. Absolutely, and that was a really touching moment, and I liked it very yeah, much. Good stuff. Yeah. So that that worked. So. Nancy and Steve are going through this adventure together and they're having heartfelt moments and a couple of times they almost kiss and then he turns up again. I'm going to have to look up his name. It's Jonathan, not Charlie. Charlie is Jonathan. Charles Heaton as the guy plays him. There you go. Well done. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, he turns up and Nancy's just like, drops Steve like a hot potato and goes running back to him. And I'm like, <laughs> this doesn't make her look good. Well... It's like she's like... I don't know that... I don't like it. You're talking about the last episode, right? Yeah. Where they, they finally reunite. Yeah. Okay. Literally, Steve... There's a one shot of Steve walking past camera kind of rolling his eyes and that's it. I'm like, no. not a, You've spent an entire fucking season showing these two aren't right for no, each other. No, I think other. it makes her look good because she didn't cheat on her boyfriend with Steve. No, had, she, had he turned up, she hugged him and said, we need to talk. That would have been. Was there not a note played like that, though? No. Because she said, oh, Steve's grown up a lot, you know, that kind of thing that's she said all, to him. Yeah. St- like, no, if she had, if she said, hey, Charlie, oh, sorry, Jonathan, Jonathan, fuck you, I'm back with my ex now, that would have been worse. Back. They didn't even kiss. I haven't done anything, but the point is. Oh, you sh- want more complexity there? Well, no, I want there to be an acknowledgement of, hey, we're fucked. We, we're really in a bad place here. We need to work this out. Because mm, yeah, or again, I'm not sure where yeah. where whether we're right for each other anymore. Because Steve's been everything that I've needed in the last. She's not going to use those words, but that should have been the note that was played. And Steve shouldn't have just been like, eh. no. Here's the thing about Steve. Steve was totally neutered in this because the last season, him and Dustin, their their buddy relationship was the whole. That was the best thing about the last season, if yeah, you ask okay. me. Yep. Right. 
So now that's it's supposed to be Dustin and the dude with the hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is, yeah, a little bit bad for Steve. It's bad for Steve. Steve's relegated now to being basically almost a facilitator of other people's relationships because he's... <laughs> well, he's um, got Robin trying to hook up with ugly Molly Exactly. Ringwald. He can't even... He did, can't you even re- did you notice that? What? The the chick that, that Robin's into yeah. is like ugly Molly Ringwald. <laughs> but Molly Ringwald isn't... All right, so it's... <laughs> Molly Ringwald is infinitely more attractive than ugly Molly Ringwald. I'd have done both of them. So of it's course like you would. She had red hair. Yeah, red hair, my friend. That's the thing, though. Steve yeah. can't even... Which is a very low bar. To <laughs> like, if you imagine a bar on the ground, you need to sink it six inches in. That's what Wayne also says. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> this is also made worse by the fact that Paul does not like Rangers at all. <laughs> So, um, but my point being is that, yeah, so he, in the last season, we find out, we know that she's she's a lesbian. So he can't fuck her. Yes. He does not fuck Nancy. No. And clearly he's back into her again. Yeah, but you know, he's a dude. So it's like. (laughs) No, I think this show has done itself a disservice. It spent two seasons going, Nancy and Jonathan should be together. And seemingly this season is trying to change that narrative to the point where I'm like, I want Steve and Nancy back together. You're shipping those two? I am. Uh well, and I don't reckon I'm alone. Here's what I think the note that Jonathan was- is like. I'm going to Caltech for. Oh, now I'm not going to Caltech. Why? Pussy, pussy trap. <sighs> so it's- the hair's not good enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> what a revelatory episode this is. Uh, but you know what I think? At the, the very last note that's played with Steve is that he is at the youth center or whatever the community, what it is, yes. and he sees that oh that girl is there, and it seems like they're connecting, and he has this knowing what? like yeah, because remember. Which girl? The 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 two lesos. Oh, sorry. The the sorry. The the what's her name? Who's the who's the girl? Who's the, who's the girl? <laughs> Wait, what's her name? Nancy, right? No, not Nancy. The other one, Robin. The, Robin, Robin, right? Yeah, Rob, he sees Robin and the cheer and the and the other band, girl that she's that she's the, the band camp girl. Yeah, band camp girl, right? And he sees them connecting, and he's got this like he's got this like sort of. That's cool. Kind of look on his yeah, face. He's happy for her. Yeah, he's happy he's for friend. her. So that's what Steve is this this season. He's the facilitator of other people who can no. up. Well, or again, he's the I say again, the moment of just his one walk past camera and kind of ugh. No, he smiled. That was a nice moment. I actually no. quite liked it. He smiled. No. And you know what? I think this is the thing. Steve he, is no. Steve gets so much. If he did, it's such bullshit. He was trying so hard because he realized he loves Nancy still. Well, I believe a different way. Way too long on this. No, no. I think Steve gets so much poontang that now it's like I'm just gonna. It, poontang is well, like Wayne, it's, only it's in you the would air. understand. This. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> He's like now, like almost nonchalant about Puntang no. because, like, I mean, again, you would understand that. <laughs> Bitch. All right, we'll stop talking about this now. But I think I actually like that the space Steve occupied in that. Space. I don't. I, okay. I was okay. a real downer for me. Okay. He'll fuck someone next season. Don't worry about it. No, no, I reckon. I reckon this has to come back, Nancy, Jonathan, Steve thing, and it needs to be one of them's got to die to fix this. Uh, That's only in your world. Paul. No one's dying, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's because you anyway, the Hawking <laughs> stuff. Good stuff. I really liked Eddie as a new character when his death happened. That was powerful. Good stuff. But you're right. He did supplant Eddie did and relationship with Dustin did kind of supplant Steve, making him a little bit more. So that was a d- definite choice with the writing. So and but, it's fine. But everything there felt threatening. Everything there felt. Like we had the, the satanic panic fucking storyline. Didn't like that second. The villainous. The, the boyfriend of the guy, Jason, I think his name was. Oh, let's girl, talk about him. Of the girl who died the first episode. The jock dude, the blonde, yeah. good looking yep. guy. He's like a fucking motivational speaker. Did you see him? He's like, he's every time he opens his mouth with a mic, 
It's like he's Ridiculous. the most inspirational scene of the 80s. It's that like, scene where they're in like the town hall meeting and he yeah. takes over and they just let him. I'm just like, fuck off. Dude, he this could... would never. Ha- You're a high school senior. Sit the fuck down. I know. Sheriff, but whatever. Escort him away. This is Dawson's Creek syndrome. Oh, my God. Where for God. some reason this teenager can control a room better than a world leader. And I- <laughs> <laughs> That whole thing was so... It was such a bad secondary antagonist, and I just I know why they tapped into it because it's the eighties and they wanted, but I don't think it worked at all. And that whole thing should have been excised. Well, what they were even doing- his vinyl fate is him and okay. The only point he serves is to give Lucas something to do this season. That's right, and also to give us more tension at the end where he's beating up Lucas, yeah. but he could be saving the girl. And, and she then Lucas, be- does, well, but Lucas couldn't have saved Max anyway because she was no. Beyond, he could have played. Oh, he could have put it on he, her. He, head. Yeah, he yeah, put it on her. exactly. Yeah, okay, so, I mean, Kate Bush. Yeah, so um, that that was the thing that happened there. He stepped on the Walkman. Oh yeah. no. And that was a big moment. So, you know, without fucking Jock Boy, I reckon Max wouldn't be in a coma. So, uh, yeah, well, that that's true. I will so acknowledge that. Go. However, shit antagonist or secondary well, antagonist. They're very big on guns. And then, kids. Like, <laughs> let's just shoot everyone. And then we get that shot where I don't know. It's almost blinking. You miss his final fight, Jason. Oh, he gets cut in half by the cut in half by the exploding. Yeah, I thought, ah, that's funny. But not. We didn't linger on enough. Well, I, we definitely wanted him to die. But I wanted to see more of it, not just this glide over the top of him as he disintegrates. But you know what's good though, right? If we didn't have Eddie as the scapegoat for all of the bad shit of people floating in the air and having their arms broken, all right? Do you think what? <laughs> that this fucking 7.6 earthquake mm-hmm. on the Richter scale earthquake, which has created these huge rents in the world, yep. people are blaming Eddie for that? Well, what? Because <laughs> it seems very strange no, people just not. calm as fuck two days later. No, they're not. But you see, I was thinking this when Max was getting her arms broken and shit. As far as anyone knew, the only person in that room was Lucas, okay? So... He, they'd be like, hey, what happened to Max? And it's like, well, did Lucas do this? Because that's how they blamed Eddie. Yeah, but now that Eddie's dead, they could say, yeah, he probably did all this shit too. And how is she in a coma? Why is her arms broken and stuff? And why isn't well, she we dead? We talked about earlier on about my complaint that Eddie's yeah. death is not acknowledged enough. But that's what this show does. It brings in a new heartwarming kind of likable character, Sean Astin, and, or villain, uh, Billy. And then kick, and they kill them off. But not, this show's not been balls enough to kill off any major character yet, and it needs to in the final season. So, final thoughts, Wayne, because this is season? the longest ep- review episode we've Sorry, ever done. Yeah, yeah. Final thoughts are Stranger Things Season 4, good show, too long, could have been better, but I'm totally in for Season 5. Let's bring it on. Uh, please don't let us make, make us wait three years. I hope we're out. we have it, if not next year, then early 2024. Well... I was thinking to myself, this would be a great way to end this series because no, not where it finished. The, the really? thing here is the upside down. Well, they got rid of the upside down guy. Oh no, they no, didn't. the upside Sorry. down. Hey, Vecna well, yeah, lived. they could have though. They no, could have. No, they didn't because he wasn't in the spot where they shot him out of yeah, the window. But they could have easily done that. And, and go, the oh, four good. deaths happened to allow the rents to to cross over, and the upside down is now bleeding to the real world. Mm. You can't end it there. We well, lost at this point in time. We lose. This is fucking Infinity War moment. Well, that's the only. Well, that's the thing. They could like they, they could have easily defeated Vecna in this season. Oh, had they not done that, and that would have been oh, exactly. Yes. So okay. this is like, oh, that, that would have been. Yeah. Well, he's the architect of all the fucking upside down. That would have so been fine. Been had they defeated him, finished the, the the rent doesn't happen. Max is not in a coma. Max doesn't die. Elle doesn't bring her back. Or even she, if she does, do you know what I mean? Like, or, if she, or yeah. Max dies. Yeah. No, but if Max dies, the four deaths happen, and the, so she can't die. Oh, right. I forgot about the four deaths yes, thing. So, yes. So she has to not die and somehow come back from being blood all under her eyes. Right. And three, you can come back from three snap leads, but not the rest of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is no fun, by the way. Like, ugh, imagine that. Snap, snap, snap. Fuck. Awful, awful. Awful. So I'm dead keen for season five. I hope they sort out some of the things that we've emphasized now. And I hope they hope show little balls. As far as I'm concerned, one or two big characters have got to die in the final season of a world 
<laughs> a world-ending potentially show. You can't have everyone walk out unscathed that you've cared about since season one. Because this is doing the Harry Potter thing. Yeah. This is doing the... We started with these kids as being kids. They were 11 or 12. Mm. But that was seven years ago or whatever it was. And now it has to become more adult and harsh. Yes. And even Harry Potter killed, as far as I understand it, killed off major characters. All right. Let's, let's hear your, um, your, um, your, your prediction. Who's going to die? I'll tell you what. We'll do this instead. Because this is going to be the longest edit I've ever had to do for okay. a review. Okay. We will do an episode, maybe just special ahead of season five to do some predictions on what will happen and okay. characters that should die and Good whatever stuff. else. Good stuff. All right. So overall, I'm going to give my score first. I'll yep. give it a flat 70. Oh, really? Yep. 76. Yeah. It's yep. a good show. It's a good show. Good show. 76 for Wayne. Any other final thoughts from you? Nah. The fact that it, it was so long and I still liked it speaks volumes to me. So there you go. That's what, what all the ladies say to Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why I didn't see it coming. That's what they said too. There you go. There you go. There you go. Don't be so quick. Bitches leave. All right, that's it for us today. The, the longest, I think, review ever we've ever <laughs> well, done. Well, it was a 13-hour fucking show. It was, show, so. and this is the problem. You now make me do extra work, Stranger Things, which is why I'm so down on the length. Sorry, cunt. Also, what the ladies say. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, to me. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of the dick jokes. And me. Uh, All right. <laughs> long story short, you can get in touch with us via email at countdownpodcast at gmail.com. Check out our babyish first draft website, thecountdownpodcast.com. And follow us on Podbean, where we host the show. Enjoy the Facebook community links in the show. That's it from us today. Thank you so much for joining this ultra-long review episode of Stranger Things Season 4. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this has been The Soundboard. Season 5 is still alive. We'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya.